Moncrief on News Talk. First, I want to talk about loneliness, which is apparently detrimental to your health or as detrimental as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. It's according to the National Institute of Aging. The comments come as a recent study by AXA found that more than half of men and women have felt lonely here in the past month. Well, Stella O'Malley, the psychotherapist and the author of What Your Teen Is Trying To Tell You, is with me now. Stella, uh, always good to speak to you. Why are so many people feeling so lonely? Well, it seems to be a kind of uh, a reflection on modern life. We're all very busy. We're working very hard in erratic hours. So it's not a case of we're all finished at five o'clock and let's go for a pint or let's go for a coffee or whatever. That day is gone. So everybody has different timetables. And as well as that, we've this constant attraction of you can hang out online. You don't have to go anywhere. You can just chat with somebody online on Zoom or whatever or just message them back and forth. So we've got this kind of facsimile of, of hanging out and chatting with people, which is a lot of chat. There's an awful lot of WhatsApp chats, which feel like we're connecting with people. And it's a kind of a veneer of an awful lot of socialising. And we end up just with the same very small circle of friends in a way that in past generations, we had wider circles of friends and we made more effort to get out and we met them. We had that human connection that even if you and I were speaking, you know, face to face, it would be just that little bit deeper, just that little bit warmer. It's very hard to figure it out, but we all felt it during COVID. We felt that it's not as good as having a coffee with your friend as it is having a coffee online. So it really kind of clarified for us. This isn't the the great solution mm. that we sometimes think it is. And given... I mean, the younger you go down in the age cohorts, the more likely they are to be spending more of their time online. It would suggest that this is a problem that's going to keep getting worse. Yes, it's surprising. I I work with a lot of teenagers as a psychotherapist and it's very noticeable how many of them talk about loneliness. And often when you think about loneliness, it's not about how many people you're hanging out with. It's how many people understand you and get Mm. you and and appreciate you. So you can be in a crowd of like 10 people and if none of them get you, you can feel really lonely. That's a horrible feeling. And in a way to stave off that vulnerability, we stay online because we don't feel so vulnerable. But then we end up feeling much more lonelier when we're looking for actual proper deep human connection there's kind of nothing that replaces it and it's it's a funny one isn't it because people might have thought a few years ago that these online communities were a great way of teenagers particularly teenagers who didn't fit uh, the mold if we put it that way I don't want to kind of other them you know but they didn't fit the kind of the the mold they weren't in the mainstream gang in school if we put it that way this like uh, the online world allowed them to kind of to, to meet their own tribe and become part of their own tribe, and and meet people exactly as you put it, who understand them. It seems that kind of maybe that was a, a triumph of hope over expectation. I know that there, in fairness, there is a lot of that that happens. Like you meet somebody who has had your experience or who has your challenges or difficulties, and that can be really a relief. It can be brilliant. There's no doubt about it. Mm. What's happened though is there's been a creep where really an awful lot of teenage, for example, socialising is happening online. So we didn't quite anticipate that. We didn't anticipate that teenagers would prefer to hang out in their bedrooms. They kind of see their mates in school. They go to their activities. Ah, that's it. You know, we'll chat online. We don't need to meet. No biggie. And more and more and more, they're ending up 
on their own in uh, looking at a screen in their bedroom. We didn't quite anticipate that. So while it's great for the kind of unusual person to meet another person who who is similar and to have shared experiences, mm. the poison chalice is we're all doing it. I remember like years ago before COVID, people like teenagers telling me, you don't understand, Stella, socialising just good online. My friends are better online. I'm better online. And they'd even say the sex is better online. Everything is better online. And I kind of, I waited. I didn't kind of give judgment. I thought maybe mm. these are digital natives. Maybe they get it. Maybe there's something I'm missing. And then after the lockdown, I was like, no, 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 I've experienced it. No, <laughs> sorry. The sex isn't better online. Your friends aren't better online. But, but you might feel wittier, yeah. you might feel cooler, but it's not warmer or, or it doesn't have as much heart. But it, that, sorry, that turn of phrase you just used, isn't that, that tells its own story. I, I am better online. Yeah. I mean, I, that that's really interesting because, yeah. I mean, you shouldn't be better or worse. You should just be, if you're better, then you're not yourself. You're kind of, you're, you're, you're projecting a version well, of yourself online. And then, I guess, by definition, so is everybody else, which might go some yeah. way to explain the loneliness. You're not really connecting with people on a, on a realistic level. You've totally got it. Because what it is, is I'm, I'm wittier. I, I'm, I don't lose it. I don't look awkward. I don't look vulnerable. And that little bit more urbane, I can handle myself. All of those things, because there's gaps between the conversation and so you can kind of get it together to do your answer. A lot of kind of conversation is happening with messages as well. But then they haven't gone through the vulnerability of meeting somebody face-to-face in physicality. And that vulnerability, if you can get through that barrier, leads to deep intimacy. You know what I mean? For me, for, mm. for me to meet somebody, you have to be a little bit vulnerable to have that deeper connection. And what's happening is you could argue there's a whole generation, especially of teenagers, who are saying, nah, I feel too vulnerable. I feel too awkward. I don't like myself when I'm like that. Uh, I'll just stay in my bedroom. It's, it's cooler. Everything is everything is easier. Stella, listen, always interesting. And thanks a million for taking a few minutes to chat to us. Stella O'Malley, psychotherapist and author of What Your Teen Is Trying To Tell You. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.